This young lady we're about to bring on, she is an awesome mom, a powerful author. She has two kids by the name of Jada and Pop, and I simply call her a role model. She is the one and only the host of Millions Conference, Tiffany Montgomery. Good morning, Tiff. Thank you for having me. Hello. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for coming on Praise Hallelujah. We thank you so much. Well, well, first, tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, um, I think the easiest way without going, you know, through a history lesson of my life because it's so much. I was a teen mom. I was a college dropout. And I was essentially somebody that the world just counted out, right? Statistics just showed that my life was not going to amount to much but being on this, being in the system for the rest of it and really just working lower-level jobs. And, however, I was definitely the little girl um, that was like the engine that could. I was always somebody that thought that I was smarter than what everybody told me I was, more tenacious than what everybody told her, told her, told her she was, more resilient. And so um, I just did not come into agreement with anything anybody said. And so as a teen mom, a college dropout, um, graduated high school with a 1.7 GPA at D average, I went on to write books. And um, I became a seven times Essence Magazine bestselling author. So um, after that, I you know, got into the entrepreneurial world, and I started to realize that there was like this heavy new age um, mix to it. And I didn't understand a lot about the new age world, but they kept, you know, mixing the universe with God, and I was very confused about it. And so I got with God about it, and I said, why isn't anybody doing this and doing anything about it? And he said, well, you should. And so in 2015, I made God the CEO of my business, and I really just kind of changed the message of everything wanting faith-based entrepreneurs to understand that they have the power to um, be successful in this industry, and, um, and God just really wants us to take dominion over that. And so that's, that's where I am today. Amen. Amen. Wow. Um, talking to the one and only, I mean, Montgomery, um, the host and the founder of Millions Conference. Tiff, uh, I was looking at one of your um, – one of your posts that you have, you have many posts out there that really help people. And if the one um, that really helped me is um, I fell in place when I committed to God. That's what it's called. And, you, and you're talking about how you used to have some, um, how you started off secular and then God curbed your, curbed your mouth, curbed your, you know what I mean, curbed mm-hmm. your life, you know, when you just like ran into the arms of Jesus. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, I think that, you know, in in my case, and I know a lot of people listening can even relate, is that because we have so much control issues, we then often unconsciously become God in our lives. And I believe that, you know, because the God that we serve is a really jealous God, he just kind of takes his hand off of your life and is like, okay, you want to you wanna be God? I'll just let you rock out until you come to your senses and realize that you make a really bad God. And so I had spent the majority of my life being God in my life, you know, making my own decisions and doing things how Tiffany wanted to do them until she realized that her life was in shambles, you know. Um, and not on the wow. outside her life was in shambles because on the outside I still had success in my business. I think we often have the misconception that if you follow God, your business won't be successful. Well, that's not true because we see so many people in the world successful. So yeah. what you saw was a public success but what a private failure. 
and because um, God just kind of built me to not have success on the outside, but also the success of peace of mind and healing and restoration on the inside, it started to bother me. And so when I made the God, made God CEO of my life and just surrendered, what I did was I took an empty piece of paper, and at the bottom of that paper, I signed my name to it, and it was a contract to God. And I said, I don't know what this looks like, and it is really pretty scary, but I want to sign this contract over to you, and I want to tell you that your will is now my will, and your way is now my way, and whatever it is that you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And I signed my name to that bottom of the paper, and I believe that God is just writing a beautiful love story between him and I where now I don't even have to worry about what I'm doing, right? Like I feel like I'm in really safe arms. I feel like I'm really in really mm-hmm. nourishing arms. And um, when I was trying to figure out my own life, it was a whole heck of a lot scarier than me giving it over to God. Amen. I was really uh, moved by some things that you were saying, like how, how you, you know, you just came to a place where you, where you say, well, I switched over. Like, um, I can identify with that a little bit because I do secular DJing and then I switched over and God made me fall in love with Christian music. But um, but was it hard for you to curb yourself like that? Was it hard or did God just do something supernatural like he did with Solomon? Oh, my gosh. It was completely supernatural. I mean, I was Saul <laughs> turned into Paul on a street called Straight in the Blink of an Eye. Like, it was against wow. my will. I didn't know what was going on. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, don't you want people's permission? And he was like, nah, I don't need your permission. I called you. You didn't call me. It was like one of those things. <laughs> um, and so it was very uncomfortable for me because I didn't want it. Um, and so that's just how it started, and that was August of 2015. I think what's so profound about that is um, I, I don't care. I, I have always lacked a care about the opinions of other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the transition into that life was really easy for me, and that's just because when I make a decision, that's what I do. So I didn't care about what anybody thought about it. I, didn't, I mean, I, as a matter of fact, I had a lot of people that emailed me and said, hey, if you talk about God, less, less will follow you. But because you're talking about God, you know, you don't really fit what I want in my life right now. And I'm like, the, the nerve to think that I care about what you think outside of serving Elohim. It doesn't even make sense. You're dumb. And so I still had that attitude. I think that while God took me, he still gave me this really bold attitude to not really care. You know, just like he told Jeremiah, don't fear the faces of men. And um, I didn't fear their faces when I was a little girl. So it just all worked out. Now, I'm I'm looking at you because everything that's happening to you, you know this is all real. I know it's your life, right? But this is really I mean, some people <laughs> yeah. wait, wait lifetimes to get where you are. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, just for instance, we've been in the, um, under the same under our same archbishop and our bishop for over what? What is it, babe? Twenty six years? A little bit over. Yeah. 26? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We've been same church, yeah. and you know, and I'm a uh, you know I'm a pa- you know at least as a pastor now. However, but nevertheless, you know, you being the same, and, and sometimes you see, you know, like little growth, and you like you want more, and then um. By watching you, I just I see a younger version of myself. Like, man, I you know that's the guy I used to be. You know what I mean? And I, and and it mm-hmm. and it ignites me. Like, let's do this. You know what I mean? You get that <laughs> get that mm-hmm. thing back. But I'm looking at you know your your conference, million conference, and I'm sitting here going, how did this young lady put this together? How did she how did she get people of like mind to come together. I love it because you don't preach any condemnation. I love it. Um, you know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't preach gimmicks. Uh, it, you know, you were saying some mm-hmm. things the other day 
about, you know, people trying to sell you different products, different things of God, you know what I mean, like 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 um like prayer shawls and stuff and you were you were going into the fact that and I was like, Exactly. That's right. I said, We're always trying to find a way to get you know what I mean, to get something, you know what I mean? But I was like, Wow and I was really impressed with that. But how did but how did God do that that conference with you and how did you get so much influence? I think what I have been noticing is that something happens when you're in church for a very long time. And it's almost like a, a mental muzzle, if you will, mm-hmm. where a boldness that used to be in you, for whatever reason, kind of goes away when you're in an atmosphere for so long. And I think that that's something that we really, just in the body of Christ, want to take a look at. You know, because I, I've been hearing that story. This Your story is familiar to what I've been hearing for a while now. And so if we take a psychological, uh, this, this, this idea, I think it's important to go to God and ask him for a new, fresh perspective of what his assignment for our lives really are, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I believe um, that there, I didn't have anybody telling me what was right or wrong outside of Holy Spirit, right? Like, I have accountability. Let's be very clear. I have accountability. Mm-hmm. I have people mm-hmm. in my life that God has used to hold me accountable. But ultimately, I needed to – I'm saying this because I'm trying to use my words very, very carefully. Uh, but I, I, I did it – yeah, I did it um, – I was free, I was Amen. free to do it. I wasn't afraid. I didn't have <laughs> any title fear. I didn't have, you know, I know a lot of people that are like, I can't do it yet. I haven't been, I haven't been, you know, released to do it. And I'm like, man, God released you. And here's the thing. This is what God told me. God told me a while ago, he said, Tiffany, I know what office I am in, right? Like I'm very clear of the office that I sit in, in the fivefold. But God Mm -hmm. also said, don't worry about that. I want to tell you what office you're in because I want you to know who you are. But I want you to focus on being a daughter. Your office of being a daughter will get you more access to what I have for you than any fivefold office to give you because often in our culture, the apostle is the highest one, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. reaching for that, but after that you can't cap at anything else. He said, what if you focus on being a daughter? And when you go into being a daughter or a son, you focus on the intimacy of God. You're no longer, so I think that I built my influence not coming in as a pastor or a prophet or a teacher. I built my influence on being in love with God and then sharing it with the world. Amen. I didn't have another agenda. Yeah, I didn't have another agenda when I started talking about God. I, I just, God had radically changed my life. And just like what happens when you fall in love with somebody, you want to tell the world about it, and that's exactly what I did. I I fell in love with God who was just, I mean, just showed up in my, in my life in this beautiful way and completely changed my life, and I just wanted to share that testimony with other people. So my influence grew because I, I had a testimony-oriented kind of platform. I didn't have a I'm going to preach to you platform. Let me teach you more platform. It's, oh, my gosh, y'all, I read this scripture in the Bible. Let me show you what I learned. Wow. wow. And people were really receptive <laughs> to that. Wow. I mean, it's, truly, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. You, you. you really are truly an inspiration, seriously. And um, uh, mm. I, I, thank, I thank God for, for people like you. And if you 
and Pastor Joseph Prince is really mm-hmm. not as really using, you know, saying on, on millions, you know, you doing that and you said, okay, what was like, like, the, like some of the first steps that you took? Like, what did you do? Like, you just said, hey, I'm going to have a conference or do you, or did you just say, I, I see like three or four people, guys said, like, I want to get these three or four people together and put together. And who were those people? Yeah, so, no, it actually didn't start like that. It, I have, like, so I may got the CEO of my business, which means that certain times out of the month I'll have a meeting with my CEO with paper and pen, and I'm like, what's next? You know, I work for you, so what do you want me to do next? And um, I'm very comfortable online. My business is online, and he was like, I need you to get out and touch the people. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't really want to do that, God. I think you have the wrong girl because I don't like people, you know. And he was like, yeah, that's not how that's going to work. So he took me through an accelerated <laughs> class of liking people. And he was like, and you're going to do a conference. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I know what it sounds like when God talks to me. So it had to be him because you all don't understand how much I did want to do a conference. And I said, well, you have to give me a name for it. Like this was an entrepreneurial conference and um you know, I wanted a name for it, and I came up with these really lame names like Entrepreneur Arise and these really stupid names. And God was like, no, he said, name it Millions Conference. And I just lit up like a kid in the candy store. I was like, that is it, Millions Conference. And the goal of it was really to not just make millions of dollars, but that is key, right? That's important if we are Mm -hmm. to leave a legacy. That's important if we are to use the gift of philanthropy, which is in the Bible, that's important. But it also was for entrepreneurs to how do we win souls to Christ through entrepreneurship, right? How do we fund the kingdom? And what what is the kingdom? You know, I don't think that Mm -hmm. a lot of times God needs the church as the kingdom. Like we want to really get back with God and say, God, what does this look like? What does your church look like? Have we been doing it wrong? What 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 are you yeah. saying to me? You know, I haven't really gotten with you about it. I've been listening to what everybody else says about it, but what do you say about it? And I think God mm-hmm. is going to share with you something that you may not have heard before, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, that's how that started. And uh, really, I just called around, found a location, uh, called some people to speak, and over 500 people registered. And my very first one was January 2017, and I was absolutely blown away by the power of God that showed up there. Um, and for this one, we have over 700 people registered. And I'm like, only God could have done something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Only God. yeah. Glory to God. You are the epitome of the Holy Ghost boldness that the church talks about. Mm. <laughs> no, it's so that true. Is the Holy Ghost boldness, yes. Yeah, that is so true. Sure. That the, the Holy Ghost, we, we we talk about it, we run around the church about it, and then it's like then we come back next week waiting, waiting for another word. I'm like, well, what are we gonna do with those? Here's words? the thing, though. I think that this is what's profound. I didn't grow up in the church, right? Like I was in church mm-hmm. sporadically my life, but I didn't grow up in the church. Which Amen. means that when I met God, I met God outside of the church. When God arrested me and took me for himself, he did uh-huh. that when I was outside of the church. He did, I didn't get saved at an altar. I got saved uh-huh. in my house. I got saved mm-hmm. with an encounter with Jesus Christ. And so when you meet God that way, uh-huh. it's, it's just nothing you can say to me about yeah, the exactly. power of God and him being real. On top of right. that, when I was reading the Bible, I took it incredibly literally. So I'm like, okay, right. you told me I got to do them as power, God. 
I want to heal. Give me the give me a mantle of glory. Give me a mantle of your power. Give me I want to be a glory carrier. And I believe that. And I really do have the gift of faith because I'm like, well, God said it. He, he's got to do it. And people right. are like, that's not how it works. And I'm like, but he said he was going to do it. It is how it works. Yeah. But I also don't have that 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 thought of um, of just what people are taught in the church most of their lives, which is a mm-hmm. God that is very restrictive and a God that is um, in a box. And I think we mm-hmm. often put him in a box and we don't recognize that until it's too late. Yeah. Amen. So awesome. Um and something I heard you say the other day about marriage that really, you had me crying laughing. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you. You said that you had a prophetic word come to you, and the word was that you were not going to get married in 60 days, right? Mm-hmm. And then right, immediately after you said that, you said, I don't want to hear no negative. I don't care what anybody else say. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone. I think somebody even asked me, they were like, are you going to have marriage counseling? I was like, it's going to happen suddenly. <laughs> well, well, about a week. <laughs> the marriage counseling. Oh, man. That's a problem awesome. that my wife gives sometimes in the church, and, and God moves on it suddenly. That's something that God, she says, and, you know, it touches in the, you know, it's in the spirit, you know. And, mm-hmm. um yeah, and uh, so when I heard it, uh, you know, I'm, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm I'm in agreement with you. I, I really am. I mean, because I, I really don't. I just believe that if God say it, like like to me, like in the church, if we would just like it says, you know, like if, if you preach the word, signs and word, wonders will follow. We go on to, the, but we don't want to yeah. go outside the church doors and preach it. I was like, well, we, I said, let's just try to follow the plan first, and then and then we yeah. get to everything else. Because we try to do everything else, you know. You're not ready because you know you were late last week. You're not ready because you know you, you came in here with, with your face round up. You know, it, it's always exactly contingencies. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna go crazy. I said, can we just flow? We're human beings. We have bad days. We have good days. You know, things things don't always go right with other people, and we we don't digest things, you know, the same and. And when I heard you say that, I was just like, I was like, I'm glad that you think that way. You said you're going to have a husband in 60 days. I was crying. Like Listen, that. 60. <laughs> I was like, and then you were standing, this, this was made it funny, Tiff. Then you paused and was grinning as if you was just like, Basking in the moment, like yes, it's going to happen. Like you, I was like, I, 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 I had texted you. I said you're having a real girl moment. And I was laughing because I was like, she is like really in her own zone. Like, I don't care about that. I'm happy. Like you were just like I just can't wait. Like you were just really believing it in that moment. I was crying laughing. <laughs> Absolutely, I definitely live in a la la land. Like if God said it, I just believe him. I'm like, what else is there to talk about? Yeah. It's not yeah. going to make any sense to the naked eye. It's not going to make any sense. It's not going to make any sense. It's got, it's mm-hmm. a sign, it's a miracle, and it's a wonder. A wonder makes you say, wow, it didn't make any sense. You know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Now I'm holding out the full length Full is what I'm having you
Until you came around strengthening me You made me courageous enough to be Walking in faith and running in victory Oh, never am I weary I'm mounting up on new wings Have you not known? Have you not heard? Isaiah 40, 28 I'm not sure yet. My first one was um, January 2017, so we're not quite sure yet. We're just allowing oh. God to, like when he tells me to do it, we're going to do it. And mm-hmm. he said do it April, September in Atlanta, and so that's what we're doing. But it's definitely like Holy Spirit-led 100%. Like it's not my Amen. conference, it's his. I just want to 
in the that's position so, I take. So Get my hand man. off of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take my hand off of it, and I'm like, hey, I work my boss. Was actually my father. I work for my dad, you know, uh-huh. nepotism. <laughs> he says go. Love oh. it. Love it. <laughs> It's in the, it, 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 it's like this to talk to you. It's just so refreshing because, it's like uh, like uh, Sister Aja said, you, you're everything that the church always says that we're supposed to be. You know, yeah. It's like you know, God is succeeding you. God God took you know what was once used for one thing and turned it around and using it for His glory. And I'm just sitting here going, man, that's what Dad wants to do. That that's exactly yep. what Dad wants mm-hmm. to do. And, um, yeah, I have a father. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We're, we're and I think like, that that's what surrender looks like, right? Like, this yeah. isn't my business. It's God. So what do you want me to do? And because he values me and he loves me, he like he loves my input, you know, he's not just bossing me around. He's like, hey, what what do you like? I also want to give you the desires of your heart. So let's let's talk about this, and I'll let you know if it's right or not, you know. So I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? I think this could be a good idea. And he's like, yes, daughter. What does any good father do? They say, yes, daughter, they want to give you some control. They want to give you, you know, mm-hmm. give you some leeway to become an adult in that area. So yeah. while I go into those meetings and I surrender to him um, as my boss, you know, because he's my father in, uh, in some prayers, he's my boss uh-huh. in some prayers, he's a friend in some prayers, and he's a judge in some prayers. So in my mm-hmm. business meetings with him, he's my boss, who's my father, uh-huh. but I just have to treat him like a boss because, you know, he's my boss. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, Kenton Jones, yeah, he's down there with you. He got a, a song called Ball. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. See so many people come together and and no, and it's like you got like a uh, like a no shade clause in, in your talk. It's nothing that you say that you're not going to throw shade. You just don't do it, you know. And mm-hmm. and it, that is so refreshing. I mean, just to hear because mm-hmm. a lot of times you you know you, you hear people preach and they're preaching around something they heard somebody else say. You know what I mean? Like over oh, yeah. here they don't do this, but you know over in our church we don't do this. It's like well you don't really have to say that. All you have to do is say what you believe. You listen. What you don't believe? You're right. We we might be the same person. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> I think it's a waste of. I think it's a waste of kingdom time. I believe that when you go in being an ambassador of Christ, if you think of the ambassadors that go into other nations, they don't waste time on frivolous conversations, debates, or discussions. An ambassador mm-hmm. takes their job incredibly seriously because you're going in as a representation of that nation. One person. Is representing the whole nation mm-hmm. of whatever nation they came out of. So if we're an ambassador of Christ, I'm a representation of my father who is Elohim. He is beginning and end. He is creator of all things. And I cannot go into that representation because I take my job very seriously, throwing shade or being petty because it's just mm-hmm. not, it's not what he stands for. I also do not believe in beef in the body of Christ. I think it's incredibly demonic. I think it mm-hmm. is... Um, I think it's a lot of things, and so I, I just have tunnel vision. You know, I was talking to God last week. I did a periscope on it. Um, he told me to have tunnel vision, put on prophetic blinders where I'm not looking at what everybody else is doing, but I also spend a lot of time with him in prayer, and I believe that, you know, when you spend a lot of time with somebody, you start to get their nature, and you start to sound like them and talk like them, and so um, yeah. I just spend a lot of time with him. I just do that and keep it moving, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh! This is what I'm talking about, Tiff. 
This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Babe, every, every other week, don't I talk about, I said, you got to look at Jesus as your come-up friend. It's not that you're jealous that mm-hmm. you come up, friend, but when you're around him, you just want to do better. You want to be better. You want to yeah. be like that person. So, you know, you, you fix up your house. If your house is drunk and theirs is clean, when they're about to come over, you straighten it up. You start to learn and yeah. learn from them because you don't want to disappoint them. Not that they rule you, but you want to just feel like, you know. They I make you, they level you up. Beautiful. Amen. We thank you for what you're doing in the body of Christ, and um, we will definitely be praying for your continued success. We're going to really try to make it to to your conference. My wife is Cliff, you are the best. Thank you. We'll be praying for um Yeah, Jada thank you for being Pop. consistent and getting me. <laughs> yeah, thank you Very so much. Well You're the best. We, uh, we appreciate you. God bless you. Love you. Take care. Yeah, yeah God bless you too, guys. Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Tiffany Montgomery, and you're listening to my brother, Brother D, and my sister, Sister A, at Praise Hallelujah. Stay. 